true that we all lick our own dicks every once in a while. <laughs> Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. Welcome to Superhero Stuff You Should Know. I am, once again, the man who knows too much about Batman, Clooney Bobblehead Ben, in light of today's episode. And next to me is... She wants to kill you, dick! <laughs> Excellent delivery. <laughs> dick! It's better delivery than Clooney's. <laughs> so... Clooney, that was probably like near the end of shooting, and he was like, ah, I'm giving up. <laughs> I know where this is going now. 100%. You so, did uh, emphasize the dick, but not as much as you did just now. The dick? <laughs> nah, so. I only emphasize a little bit more <laughs> than what he did. Yes. So today we are going to go over the unused concept art of the masterpiece that is Batman and Robin. Yes. Let's just say from the top two, let's say from the top, everybody, yeah. might not be our longest episode. <laughs> no, no. We, we'll uh, just see how it goes. We don't have as much insight into this one as we do into, like, Batman Forever. We're getting you uh, in and out this week, all right? <laughs> yeah, but some weeks are like that. So Some yeah, weeks are like that, yeah. This week is solely on the concept art. However, I do have something in the works for next time that has something to do with Batman and Robin that uh, you guys should stay tuned in. Uh, in a, uh, basically an exclusive, if you will. So anyway, uh, but that is not that episode. This episode is purely on concept art, so let's just jump right the fuck to it, starting oh, with... Oh, yeah. Blueprints. Yes, I know. This is boring as fuck. But this is stuff that uh, Dan Great found. start, Ben. If you remember the uh, unmade bat caves, this is all we could find over the bat okay, right. Robin right. at that time. So I'm just like, let's just get rid of all the blueprints and floor plans right out of the way. This is the floor plan to the bat cave where we don't really see much outside of the giant bat-shaped, you know, big floor or so, I think, for the, uh, you know, for the vehicles and stuff. So uh, I guess it's kind of cool. To take a look from above. Uh, to be positive, that. I'd like this bat symbol, like, without the, I don't know, without the colors, I guess. It's a cool bat symbol. It's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. associated with this movie, but, <laughs> yes. you know, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, moving further, this is the lab equipment for <laughs> other parts of the <laughs> you movie. Gotta start, you gotta start with a bang, man. You gotta remember this when you write your screen your screenplays, okay? <laughs> Let's get rid of all the boring shit. This is the, uh, <laughs> we got some fucking Bunsen burners and the bat Bunsen burner in the beginning. Just start out slow. It's a slow burn. <laughs> we got to crescendo this shit. I see what yes, you're doing. Yes. All right. Lily pad spotting plan, uh, and then these are the the tiki looking <laughs> shit in, in the party. Oh yeah, man. So. Okay. Anyway, moving on now. All right. Finally, bat okay. suits. So we'd seen these in the unmade bat suit stuff before. This is a very naked looking Batman. Yeah. No cape. Uh, and no, not much color outside of that, but uh, this is by Miles Tevis, and a lot of the stuff we're going to look at is by Miles Tevis. A little bit closer to what we'd end up seeing. Of course, we see the, the nipples, all the suit, and the, uh, the lines and stuff are very reminiscent of the sonar suit in Batman Forever, and we've got those skates that are on the back of his, back of his calves there. Right. Oh, yeah. Episode. So we got that. We've also got the white eyes, but I think that's just more stylistic thing for the concept art. They oh, had done yeah. the white eyes in the other movies, so it's not it's not something I think that they were planning on doing here. Uh, and then this looks a little closer to the sonar suit with a giant bat on it, but you know these are these would end up being 
obviously re you know reconfigured or redesigned but this is a little closer to you know imagine if this was a, closer to a lot like a white bat suit with like the black bat and stuff like that that would be that would have been cool for yeah the this finale. is not the worst bat suit ever right here no you this know? is way it's better fine. than what they went with uh yeah, yeah than what we, they went with at the end you know if you showed yeah. up in the finale fighting freeze and <laughs> this would be like that's kind of badass <laughs> The one that, yeah, it's true. The one that's like really focuses on Clooney's dick. <laughs> I was like, when I said it would be cool to have a blue and gray bat suit, that's not what I meant when it came to his. It's all, it's all blue except for a gray cod piece. <laughs> we have uh, the regular suit that he wears throughout the movie, this time with like a silver insignia at the top, uh, and that, uh, notice the bat logo on the top of the boots there. So. Uh, a little closer to what we ended up getting. Probably the closest, honestly, out of the stuff that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Moving further, we got Dick. Specifically, <laughs> Robin. Yes. So they redesigned his costume in this one. No longer does he have like the collar or even the R symbol on it. Instead, he's got the uh, Robin symbol on his chest, kind of like Batman. But it's basically if they did the Nightwing suit in red before they ended up doing that for real in the New 52 and <clears> gave him a cape. Right. So... Uh, he looks shorter in this, too. He looks like younger, shorter, <laughs> or something. Like, Chris he O'Donnell's looks... not this short, right? No, I think that's just how he was written, it's... or how he was designed in this. How they drew it, yeah. 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 So, uh, moving further, this is him without the cape. Look at that tushy. I know. Right. They they drew the Nightwing <laughs> buns in here as well, so. That's what's hidden behind the cape. They're just like, you know what, for a PG-13 rating, we need to give him a cape to cover that. Because there's no yeah, way. It's too much. It's too much for us to handle right here. Yep. <laughs> uh, moving further, this is kind of a cool shot of Robin on a rooftop over here, again by Miles Tevis uh, on this. So this is another look at the Batman and Robin design of the Robin suit here. It's pretty cool. We had nothing That's like cool. this in the final movie, though. No. This yeah. is way this is a way cooler shot. Yeah. For sure. This is way darker looking too than what we got in the movie. Uh moving further, we got kind of a storyboardish type of thing of Robin escaping from uh, an ice blast, it looks like. And then further on we get Robin's Redbird, his motorcycle that he uses in a couple scenes in this one. So <laughs> right down to when he his he makes his entrance in the museum where he crashes through and he leaves the <laughs> He leaves the Robin insignia as he crashes through somehow. Oh, <laughs> right. Doesn't. So right. Uh, this is a look at the different designs there for that. To be honest, I don't even, I barely remember the actual design in the movie in comparison to these. So uh, it just does not make that memorable of, of an impression outside the fact that he has one in the movie. So it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I guess like motorcycles are so associated with Batman and Robin, like way more than I expected i mean maybe yeah. more, way more than i thought more than i thought before yeah. so yeah yeah um i like the red one i feel like it's just be like the purple doesn't make any sense nah, it's gotta stay on stay really. on brand you know exactly exactly also calls tribute to the fact he was into motorcycles and batman forever and had the the red robin on his helmet on that which gave right. him the name robin so like it made a lot of sense that he would have a motorcycle in this movie yeah Moving further, uh, this is for the Ice Mobile. I'll have another look at this Ice Mobile uh, at the end, but he's in a different type of vehicle towards the end when they're, uh, they have to go on the ice because Mr. Freeze has frozen Gotham City. So uh, these are oh, some other man. designs here. Giant ass Finn, your I, fave. I, I was going to say that too, man. <laughs> it's just not, not for me. I like an ice cycle. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's toyetic. That could be great. That has, that's, stands for it could be great 
you know, but it's just, this is not quite there. All Robin has to do is just back up in reverse really quickly and he'll impale somebody with that. Thing. He's going to kill somebody with that thing. That's for sure. <laughs> Oops. Moving further. This is the Batmobile that we covered in the unmade Batmobile thing. Looks weird. I think it's the perspective. This, this per, we made fun of this, right? Because this perspective, yeah. Per, yeah. perspective's way off. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so wheels. strange. Yeah, yeah. It just it looks off on this, but it does have the whole idea of it being basically opened. You know, yeah. uh, there's not much protecting Batman on this. He's got his ears sticking out right there. I guess they got fed up with having to have a canopy that was large enough to be able to fit the ears inside. In this version, right. it's just like fuck the right. canopy. He's just he's just sitting in there. The ears there are bigger than the movie too. We're going in. Uh, we're going west. Yes. <laughs> On this. Uh, this is closer to what we got in the movie in terms of the final design for the Batmobile in here. Uh, didn't we rank this one above the Batman Forever one in our rankings one? I think it was pretty close. But I think I, think I probably above. tipped it over the edge because you t- I think you did. Yeah. It was because I don't like the Forever one, mm-hmm. and this one was like a lot better than I remembered. I I remembered it being like. Worse than forever. Yeah. And uh, seeing it again, yeah, I thought it was a little bit better. It was kind of a slight improvement. I think they look. I think they both look cooler without the lights in them. If you take away the blue light in Forever and you take away like the reddish orange type stuff in this one, uh, I think they look a lot cooler. Honestly, even though it fits that aesthetic. It's the ribbing or something, but it's ribbing plus the body design in the Forever one. This one, it's. You know, it's it's actually pretty. it's pretty close to something that I would really like if I could just make a few changes. Mm-hmm. It would be like an awesome toy or something. You know what yeah. I mean? But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I mean, it would be actually close to my ideal Batmobile in some ways if I could, if they would just kind of close up the body, mm-hmm. the 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 hood, make that back fin smaller, and maybe put uh, of actual canopy on. I do like a canopy. I don't like the head exposed. Yeah, um, and maybe put the uh driver's seat more in the middle and not way on the back wheels but mm-hmm. I mean, that's a shitload of changes but you know it, it's kind of there's a lot of like about it is what i'm saying yeah yeah i think maybe the open canopy too as you said like might be a callback to west it's just that because yeah. the west mobile is it's a convertible you know like it, it's yeah. supposed to look like that whereas this way yeah. it's just like you're not used to this aesthetic with it being open air you're just like something's missing when he's just driving open up <laughs> yeah. Following his head along the way, get some uh, what you call it, some fucking t- uh, bugs in his teeth. <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, <laughs> you know. That's a reason ah! why we should have built the canopy. Yeah. Moving further, uh, Mr. Freeze. So we have oh, some man. early designs of Mr. Freeze here. First off, look how huge his hands are in this. This is car- it's, it's cartoonish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it looks like early designs did have something slightly different. It had red goggles. For Arnold here, that's uh, cool. On it, which would have been cool. Fits the Heart of Ice aesthetic, the uh, Batman the MA series aesthetic and stuff. And we have some more here. And those who have the Kenner toys, uh, like I did growing up, and Zach did, and you know all of us did, uh, you might notice the similarity between this and the actual action figure. I had this one, the Ice Blast Mr. Oh, Freeze. Seems to take after this version of uh, of the concept art and stuff. That's cool. So, yeah, they yeah. probably did go on that. Yeah, definitely. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then this is the final design here of it. Uh, even still with the goggles on that. And uh, just to bring this back into full view, uh, Zach actually did a version of 
the uh, Mr. Freeze with the red goggles. Oh, nice. Uh, That's cool. This. I'm holding that up here and stuff. So that's pretty cool, I think. That is cool. A nice little combination of the concept art and the Heart of Ice aesthetic with the uh, design of the movie. So moving further, we got some more Mr. Freeze stuff. His, like, ice pack, jet pack type of thing that he's flying off of in in the beginning and stuff when they're trying to catch up to him. Uh, weirdly greenish looking. Yeah, I don't know blue. <laughs> why they did that. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever, <laughs> you know. We need bright colors in this shit. It's just, you know, it's a fake world, man. You can control the colors. Just make it make it blue. <laughs> I know. You know? I know. <laughs> uh, this is the back of a Mr. Freeze henchman. You can tell by the skates. On Looks the like a predator on ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> it's a completely different movie, but would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, let's get on that. Uh, I mean, we- Batman versus Predator, that would be a fucking such a sweet-ass movie, dude. Uh, that would involve... Warner Brothers and Disney getting along at this point, though, wouldn't it? I mean, pretty much. And then also would bring, like, Batman dead end to life, in a way. Yeah. I mean, it, I, did, yeah. to to uh, an official film. Full I mean. AAA film, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving past the uh, Batman and Robin versus Mr. Freeze stuff in the beginning, we get the, uh, the jungle area where uh, Bane and Poison Ivy are created. So uh, we've got some concept art here of that lair. Uh, where Dr. Jason Woodrow creates Bane. And you can kind of see Bane hanging upside down on this table with Woodrow creating him and stuff. Uh, when Dark Knight, when the Dark Knight Rises came out, were yeah. there reports saying it's the first time Bane's been in a movie? Because I feel like everybody forgot about this one. <laughs> I feel like the, probably the news... Somebody yeah. would have said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody would have said that, right? No, like the, like the Nashton thing. Villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, they they forgot about this one. And in some ways, he is he is forgotten in comparison because he's not the main villain of this one. No, he's a all. henchman for Poison Ivy, right? Exactly. Yeah. Bomb. So. <laughs> uh, My main takeaway when I walked out of the theater when I was a kid was. <laughs> Poison Ivy blew that smoke too much. Like that, <laughs> I remember I feel this. Like, yes. That was my. I I remember I hated how much she did it, for some reason. <laughs> It came up again, though. You were right when we when we rewatched it together a couple of years ago. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. You're right. That is a that's a valid criticism. I uh, I was I was a budding film critic at at 12 were, or whatever. Yeah. However old I was. Uh, we have another look at more lab stuff. Stuff looks a lot tamer than it does in the movie here. Doesn't quite have the uh, Gotha Castle aesthetic. This uh, looks like she's thing. making a salad. <laughs> yeah. You know, this just looks like a good old time with some arugula. Yeah. Some balsamic on there. Have a nice <laughs> night. Mm, yes. Uh, and then we have what ended up looking like the lab. Poison Ivy's, you know, basically yeah, her lab yeah. before where she becomes Poison Ivy, basically. Uh, more stuff of the entrance into Project Gilgamesh, which is how Woodrow creates Bane. So all this stuff from around those scenes. And we have Bane, the very green skinned Bane <laughs> over here. Juiced uh, up. Yeah, huge ass boots too. Look at that. That is true. Would would yeah. kill anybody just with one stomp. Just stomp them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving further, we got some poison ivy concept art. So uh, this looks like this is by Tim Burgard, and uh, we're gonna go through. This is probably the most. This and Batgirl probably have the most interesting or varied looks here. So we'll dive okay. a little bit into this. So what we're looking at for our listeners, poison ivy having <laughs> really curly red hair, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, also, her makeup looks really done up. So she seems to have like almost like white face makeup, almost like a clown with the lipstick and a lot of a little shit ton of rouge on the, it, on the it, cheeks. Yeah, it's like um, uh, like eighties. It looks kind of like there's a certain eighties look that's You're like right, these, yeah. this like a shitload of blush on. Like I don't know fucking anything about makeup, but like a lot of a lot of blush. I think that's the right yeah. terminology on a very white foundation i guess i don't fucking know correct me in the comments yes yes. but yeah but yeah like like david bowie kind of rocked this look too but this came out this came out in 97 right yeah so i mean the 80s were well and done at this point so it's kind of an interesting choice i think so then you've got like this one vine coming up her leg her main bodysuit is black in this and she's got this green vine coming up her leg and then across her chest and then like her basically everything covering her arms and everything, basically everything up, up above her breasts are, uh, are vines and stuff. Interesting design. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my preferred look for it, but like they're playing around with shit, so that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's not yeah. the worst ever, really. This might be, though. Thorns. <laughs> I, I sort of thorny. get the idea, <laughs> but should be more green. It should be so. She's all first off. I think the whole thorny thing kind of defeats the purpose. She's supposed to be seductive. She's supposed that's to be, like, true. Want to that's come to her. Instead, you're just like, I, I don't want to touch you at all. That's as hot true. as you are. <laughs> she should be able to maybe grow a thorn easily or something, but she yeah. has to look sensual and shit. Also, look <laughs> at her hands. <laughs> that's true. She's like part plant. It's like this. out of proportion. It's like a, something weird with the perspective there too. But either that, or she has no hands. She's just growing like a vine. Is her? Hand. I don't know. It's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, then so for for our aural listeners, yeah, she's wearing like a black bodysuit, mm-hmm. midriff pretty much showing, uh, and then like spikes, thorns yeah. all over heels, and uh, pink hair. Uh, and yeah, some green at the top, but mostly black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, purple I gloves. The other one way more. The other one's a lot yeah. better so far. Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah. All right, moving further, uh, we got these that are closer to what we got in the movie. Uh, pretty much, we still got the rights. Rights, pretty much what we got, right? Yeah, this is pretty much what we got. Uh, yeah. On here, uh, yeah, it's uh, they went with, they still went with one of the best ones so far. Uh, let's keep going. Yeah. So. This is a little bit um, closer to the general Poison Ivy aesthetic in terms of like long red hair and just a lot, just pretty much all green uh, for the body. They did still play around with the leaves or uh, basically covering everything from her, from the top up, from the waist up. Right. Uh, so, and then I guess the, it's interesting. We've got kind of like this bodice type of thing that she's wearing on the left with that's like an exposed back where you see all the vines are kind of creating the the skeleton of it it's weird this is not the worst ever i i think this one's okay i think this like what it lattice like it's like yeah. a it's like a, the, the shit that plants grow on and forgive me i don't fucking know like the terminology it, yeah. but it's yeah. i see the idea here so yeah i, I actually kind of like this one this is like a this is an a tier for me yeah yeah I, I think the one they got in the movie is still better but uh this is still Still better than the one with the thorns. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one wasn't that good. Uh, this one's just another variation of the same thing on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see a little bit of the Uma Thurman in her face on the right, 
But also a little bit of yeah. Jessica Chastain, too, at the same time. That's true. Wow. I wonder if she'll play Poison Ivy in the future. That would be mm. interesting. Yeah, it would be. Uh, and so, yeah, those are the Poison Ivies and stuff. But, yeah, I think they went with the best ones for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, here are different versions of the ice cream factory where uh, Mr. Freeze is hanging out and wanting people to sing along <laughs> with, with his Mr. Um, Whitesmith Christmas. With, with those booties he has on? The fucking, yeah, those um, uh, polar bear slippers. Polar bear slippers. That was my favorite part Amazing. of the movie when we, yes. when we rewatched it. Yes. <laughs> sing. Sing. I kind of want to get polar bear slippers now. <laughs> We'll do a Schumacher tribute where you got the polar bear slippers and Zach comes back, but he's in the full Riddler regalia. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, this is the Blinko Ice Cream Factory where two, I mean, not not Two-Face, that was the last movie. Mr. Freeze hangs out. Uh, And uh, yeah, just other things. Water and power plant. Boring. Uh, Moving further, (laughs) we got (laughs) Oh, this one's cool. This one's cool, though. This is the entrance to the Botanical Garden. Uh, this is like the metal album cover, dude. <laughs> That's what this looks like. This is, I don't think this is in the movie, right? Like I, I've seen the movie a few times and I don't remember this at all. But uh, or at least it was only part of it. Yeah, but it's got it's almost got the the head of a beast as the entrance here with teeth, and Poison Ivy is standing on top of the beast's snout and staring into its green eyes and black horns and stuff. Really pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's okay. it's all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think it was in the movie though. No. Uh, this is the Gollum character. No, not Darth Maul was I in this wish. movie. <laughs> he looks like Darth Maul, but yeah, this is the this is his character named Gollum who is a gang member who has to give up his hideout to Poison Ivy and Bane. I guess this is the concept art for him. It's played by Doug Hutchinson from uh, he was he was in Punisher Warzone as Looney Bin Jim. But some have a th- sort of fan theory that this is he's part of the same gang as the ones who fought Robin. Or Dick Grayson and Batman Forever, uh, you know, with their face okay. painted and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That's, okay. that's pretty good for a fan theory. It makes sense. It's part of the same world, similar makeup and shit. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people made comments about how the gang that Pattinson fights in the beginning is almost like a more grounded version of the same idea with the, the face that's paint true. type of thing. So that's true. That's cool. Uh, moving further, this is Mr. F- this is the Freeze Mobile, the giant ass Mr. Freeze Mobile that he uses to crash the, the Poison Ivy entrance. Uh, the gala and shit. So, uh, <laughs> as overdone as the rest of this movie, look at the huge wheels on this. He's basically in a tank. This is pre-Nolan too. Again, it's like it's just over, way over designed. If they yeah. if they were going this like kitty route, the Adam West route, mm-hmm. uh, every dude, everybody's got to look like a fucking toy on screen. Yeah, exactly. And it's just way overdone. This is it's overdone. Not like a toy I'd want. This is a just a fucking another great um that could have sold so many Mr. Freeze toys if this just looked cool. This made me wonder now that you said that if Mr. Freeze just like <laughs> this is stupid but he like freezes one of the Batmobiles and then steals it and then he's in that That would be sweet. Like a fucking icicle Batmobile, Batmobile dude? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it would work. I mean, but it's a fucking it's a Adam West kind of <laughs> the logic of a you yeah, know, for no, the right? show, so but uh, I mean, yeah, that would be goofy and fun. It, yeah, it's just like that, and like the way Mister Freeze looks. I've always said this: it's like Michael Bay's Transformers. It's way overdone. Yeah. Way over designed, especially uh, if you look how simple it is in the Batman, the animated series. You know, when they redid, you know, redid all of Mister Freeze, and he's just 
it's just literally just a very simple suit. Even though, like, yeah, yeah. he's in a glass dome fishbowl helmet, but still, like, it's it's a very simple suit. Yeah, make it just make it make it simple. You're overthinking it. You're overdoing it. Yeah. You have to make it a little bit like with Transformers. You gotta make it a little bit more realistic. I get it because it's live action, but mm-hmm. it is just like what four billion moving parts that they spent like a yeah. trillion dollars to them for them to animate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a waste of time. And I'm glad those animators got paid. I'm glad they got a lot of money. I'm glad all that kind of shit. But artistically, not good. No. <laughs> Moving further, we got Mr. Freeze's watch. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> this is this is okay. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if anybody <laughs> sells these or makes these for any cosplayers, but that's kind of cool. It's not the uh, worst thing I've ever seen. It's all right. The freeze gun again, way over designed. Look at this shit. Over designed. Valves are on this thing. His suit too. Like, like I remember, I was probably thirteen, and I just didn't want any of these toys, dude. I didn't yeah. want a single one. Yeah. Should have stuck to some of the original designs. Yeah, uh, this is the freeze engine. Looks like this looks like here. the it being a green vial thing. It looks like one of the ooze canisters from yeah. uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, looks like more something that Poison Ivy would use than something Mister Freeze would use. But yeah, that's what it is. Uh, and then there's the freeze cannon on Mister Freeze's truck again with the yellow and green. Come on, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it is in the movie, yeah. though. So Should it's, be, just in the it's blue in the movie, right? Or it's mainly silver, but yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much it. And then we got Freeze in Arkham. So Okay. Uh, this is pretty much what we saw in the movie. This is done by uh, Carlos Rosario uh, on here, and it's it's basically the, the black and white prison stripes type of look uh, that we got in the, in the movie when he's in Arkham. So that's fun on that. But yeah, so far... We're, I would say that they went with the right direction in most of these. Except, well, not for Mister Freeze, but for Poison Ivy at least. Yeah, Poison like Ivy. Bit, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, she yeah. that wasn't overdesigned really at all. You know. No. That, you know. Yeah, it was fine. No problem. She could have been if they went with the fucking thorns. <laughs> if they went with the thorns. That's plus right. The way that Arnold was... looks in this movie, be like, okay, this is even worse. It'd be ridiculous. kind of unwatchable, even more unwatchable. But yes, yeah. Uh, actually. Does Poison Ivy have the best suit in this movie? <laughs> she, prob- she probably she probably does. <laughs> she now that we think about it, because <laughs> she got the nipples on both the bat suits, Batman and Robin, and All Mr. Freeze too, is yeah. a fucking travesty of nature. <laughs> it's a ni- nightmarish hellscape of a design, <laughs> not in a good yeah, way. Poison Ivy has the simplest one. She's simple, and I don't actually don't mind the little devil horn thing she had oh. like it's okay you know it's whatever i don't really like the eye things though oh yeah I'm yeah, like, yeah that's you true you don't need that like it, again like the whole point is for her to be all seductive and stuff and like you don't need to over design her face you know you don't have to put all that stuff and <laughs> do the hair. like you don't need it's, to do that shit it's uma thurman man just yeah, fucking let it happen in a skin tight suit like you don't need that much yeah. more uh it's yeah yeah but Anyways, that's, that's what true. we got, and uh, yeah, we're about halfway through the movie, and so uh, we're going to take a quick bad break. Explode When Defeated presents something really neat and full of meat. Those children aren't going to protect themselves in a brand new podcast series about everyone's favorite giant reptile. Godzilla? No, we already did that one. Rodan? No, nope, uh, we did that one too. Gorgo? Gamera. We're talking about Gamera. From turtles to medieval samurai golems on our new series, Demolition Diet. Only on the HyperX Podcast Network. 
Ellen, in 15 seconds, what is Nice Games Club? It's our game dev podcast. Steven, help! Game mechanics, accessibility, art and animation, level design, prototyping. Everything that goes into making video games. How's that, Mark? Nice. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get your podcasts or at nicegames.club. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard, Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash SuperheroStuffPod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Support for Superhero Stuff You Should Know is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. Yes, that's back for our longtime listeners. Johnson's Ballsack at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, you'll be serving 8 million balls. That's right. Now listen up, everyone. If you want the Bruce Wayne lifestyle, the billionaire playboy lifestyle, then you've got to shave. And we're not talking about your face. We're talking nose hair, armpit hair, pubic hair. When Bruce Wayne goes out with Silver St. Cloud, he doesn't have nose hair sticking out of his nostrils. When he's working out in the cave, he doesn't have armpit hair sticking out under his sleeves. And after he's gone down on Catwoman, because yes, that's canon, and she's going down on him, Bruce doesn't have a huge forest of pubic hair to get in her teeth. He manscapes. And if you want to be like Bruce Wayne, then get manscaped through us. I've personally been using Manscaped for years before they sent us these products for the podcast, and I know from experience that they're the ones I trust to reduce nicks and keep everything groomed down there. Now the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver ball deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave or if you're shaving in the darkest pits of the Batcave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. 
Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say, fellas, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code Johnson's Ballsack. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code Johnson's Ballsack. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the show. And we are back, and we're going to continue going and bobbling our heads into the Batman and Robin concept art, unused. So, <laughs> hopefully Andrew doesn't get a seizure from bobbling his head. <laughs> but first, I want to cover this meme after the break. So, there's been kind of a meme, a tweet, <laughs> that's been going around, around <laughs> since October 2020, it looks like, that's popular for this movie. Uh, this is great. From this user who says, quote, He was trying to cool the planet, and she was regrowing the forest, and they wanted us to root for... The trust fund billionaire. Uh, I think this is one of the stupidest things on this because of the fact that I'm like set them uh, straight, Ben. It you're talking. Yes, they wanted to do those things. They also wanted to commit genocide. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to root for the guy who's trying to stop them versus the guy who wants to kill everybody. Mr. Freeze flat out is fine with freezing a dog to death in this movie. Like, I don't really right. have much sympathy for him on this outside of the Nora stuff. Nora. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this guy just probably just wanted to make a tweet and didn't yeah. didn't really think, you know, it's just supposed to be kind of in in jest. Yeah. You know, he probably wasn't 100% serious writing this. Some mm-hmm. people probably are, you know, probably took him 100% seriously. I, I could yeah. I could see that. Uh yeah. but yeah, this again, it's like how you write a villain is like um part at least a part of their motivation is kind of right right yeah. that's how you write a good villain um look i mean the ultimate example is like magneto right but it's the or one of the ultimate examples but uh what makes them a villain is how they go about in achieving mm-hmm. those goals it's the yeah. it's the method uh right and the method mm-hmm. in this case in this movie was genocide like you <laughs> yeah. said so so yeah you know it, it's just people trying to be trying to reduce it to to terms that aren't accurate yeah, which unfortunately is very common these days. And I get it, it's a joke and stuff. I just think that some people are taking this seriously, especially given the whole uh, stuff that we've covered about how people just kind of hate Bruce Wayne because he's rich and that type of stuff and to kind of ignore a lot of the context. So uh, Yeah, again, I want to say, I, I kind of want Bruce Wayne to just be rich but not a billionaire. Maybe a million or two. That's, my, that's just me, though. I feel mm-hmm. like he could still kind of have all the Playboy, whatever fucking shit you want to, you know, he can have cotillions and shit, but then we don't, like, we don't have Wayne Enterprises. I don't know. I feel like there's a takeout there where that exists. Not that I, you know, agree with this meme in any way or, or form, shape or form, but I think I don't it's, know. it's just, it's there, it's always been there kind of just as a plot device of just like, this is just yeah. how he's able to do this without any superpowers. He just has a bunch of yeah. gadgets, and he has the resources for that. And that's about it. You don't need to think that much further on it. But now, these days, a lot of people want to. And so we have episodes on that anyway about uh, yeah. why that's bad take. So check out that episode if you haven't already, and let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Poison Ivy's lair. 
So mm-hmm. uh, pretty close to what we got. We're just shit ton of plants and everything. This as looks psychedelic. It looks like yeah. Grateful Dead, like a Grateful Dead poster or something. Which fits, I think. I think it fits the aesthetic. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's very colorful and everything. But makes sense. It's a lot of plants. Plants are colorful. So plants are colorful. Plants get you high. She's trying to entice men with her fucking thing she fucking mm-hmm. blows in people's faces a million times in the movie <laughs> it's you know i exactly. mean it, it's cool it's fine it makes sense it's good school yeah uh this is a shot of gotham covered in ice exclusive i think because we couldn't find this online to the batman definitive history of the dark knight book by andrew farrago and gina McIntyre. Oh, nice. you can get that on our shop we have an affiliate link to uh, amazon there where you can get it add this to your collection but this is a shot of uh basically Gotham City being frozen over, and you can kind of see the Bat Hammer, the vehicle that Batman uses in order to face off against Mr. Freeze and drive on the ice. You can see that in the foreground there. Along with a quote here from Barbara Ling, Barbara Ling being the production designer on both of the Schumacher Batman movies. She said, quote, I didn't want Gotham to be tagged to a specific time period. One of the greatest aspects of the Batman comics is that they're timeless. Yeah, I would I'd say that that's that's pretty much in agreement too with a lot of the uh, a lot of what we've seen of just the '90s Batman in general, the aesthetic for the Burton films, the aesthetic for Batman the Animated Series. It's this idea of this timelessness and why that still like holds up when you look at the those Gotham's today. Right. So yeah, pretty awesome. Gotham is a character, and mm-hmm. uh, it's always kind of Art Deco, and that's it's just yeah, we all we all like that kind of thing for sure. I think most. 99% of Batman fans, if not 100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this is another shot of Robin's ice mobile type of thing. Kind of a giant fin thing, but it's more from the foreground, as you can see, it's actually just a, fa- it's a fan. As you see it's here. It's a turbine, right? It's a turbine. Yeah, actually. Not a fan. It looks like a fan, yeah. but yeah, it's a giant turbine. I mean, about basically the same idea, but like, yeah. dude, I love capes, but I'm starting to get a little... Uh, <laughs> Like the fucking, um, what's that character from fucking Incredibles? Edna Mode. Edna Mode, man. This is too close for Mo comfort, dude. Dying. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a dark <laughs> ending. A death in the family. A Whoa! Dark ending to Chris O'Donnell's Robin. Chris O'Donnell died at 45. You shouldn't have gotten your cape caught in there, dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dies. Exactly. Uh, moving further. This is the ice armor suit that Batman wears. Which we regarded as one of the worst suits in our Wrecking the Bat Suits episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Silver protecting right there. Yeah. Protecting what's most important, you know. Yes, exactly. Uh, here are some looks at the Batgirl outfit. So this is interesting. <laughs> On here, we have a bat-shaped yeah. boob window for her. That is. <laughs> is that what that is? That's what that is. That is flesh toned. Right oh over my there. Yeah, they the would have never fucking. They obviously didn't do that. She would have never uh, lived that down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very short, short cape compared to the uh, compared to what we see of Batman and Robin on there, and, and um, the one in the middle obviously is closer to what we ended up getting to, and then the one on the right is another ass shot uh, on that. So, <laughs> but you know, Miles Davis was consistent. We also got an ass shot of the of the Robin suit in there. He's so, just drawing know. asses, you know. He's just drawing asses. If good. you're a superhero, that's what you got. So. <laughs> exactly. They're doing the squats. Yep. They're doing the leg presses. They're doing the acrobatic, uh, whatever the fuck is, exercises. <laughs> Her fucking ears, though, are, are terrible on the right. There are. I wonder if they're just like, you know what? We're not going to get these right. That's why she barely uses the cowl in the movie. Like, she only yeah, uses like, it as a motorcycle helmet, and that's it. 
Oh, that's right. I I thought about this during the break, but like what we got, I think Batgirl's costumes like maybe second best in the movie. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job with her ultimately. Yeah, it's it's decent. I I'd prefer some of the classic colors, but you know it's it works for what it is. I think it's yeah, it's, 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 it's like right. second to Poison Ivy. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving further, for sure. another one. She's doing a dance pose over here. <laughs> she's got one leg up, and then she's pointing out her uh, right arm over there. Uh, it's this funny pose that Tevis uh, did for her. It's not 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 really bad though. This is kind of a good suit, I think. It's a good it's a good suit. I just think the pose is yeah. funny when you first look at it. It's like a silvery black. It's drawn it's kind of silvery silvery yeah. black anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of more or less, I don't know, standard. It's got high heels. It's uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy, you know. Yeah, kind of what you expect. Not as crazy as the boop window one. Oh yeah, that one. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, uh, that's a Power Girl thing. And even then, it's a little bit. Uh, isn't there one panel with Power Girl where she's like, they try to make like a deep explanation for the fucking boob window. <laughs> I, don't, it's like, I, don't, I didn't read it, but there's probably. one pan there's one panel in like the early two thousands or something. It's like semi famous. Anyway, comment about it please below if <laughs> please you don't let mind. Us know where it is. Yeah. Let us know. But yeah, it's like uh, the the hole in my heart or I don't know what it was like <laughs> it was some sort of like when you read it the first time you read it, at first glance it's like, Oh, that makes sense. And then you read it again, it's just like, nah, they just wanted to fucking show her tits. Yeah. You know, pretty much. Like that, pretty much. That's all this is. That still makes more sense than this one for Batgirl. I'm just like, that's no, that's no protection. You got armor everywhere else except that. Like, it's stupid. They just thought Supergirl was too conservative. <laughs> they wanted to just draw something else. Something you know? different for the other heroes. Yeah, <laughs> she's Earth Two Supergirl, right? That's what that is. Uh, for Bower, for Power Girl, yeah, she's Earth Three. Yeah, yeah, Earth Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is Ice Armor Batgirl. Uh, from from the ending as well. Uh, I mean, she's pretty much in the same outfit. Uh, And Mm -hmm. this is, you can see that she's more armored up in the arms, the torso, the crotch, the the calves area, but her thighs look like they're exposed. So just don't hit her there. (laughs) She needs the mobility, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, And then there's pretty much the final design as well. Not bad, you know. Uh, And again, that's the cow they used with the motorcycle. This is all right. Yeah, I think the the cow's a little too wide or something, but you know it's okay. Yeah, I think I think that's why they barely had her have it. Had, barely had her have it. You know, she's mostly yeah. just in the, like the the mask throughout the yeah. uh, the scenes when she's fighting poison ivy, and then when they end up getting to the observatory. Okay. Uh, moving further, so we have some comments that I wanted to get to early because they tie into this. So okay. Logan Wood brought up that the grapnel that we showed. At 5604 in our episode on the Batman Forever concept art is used by Batgirl and Batman and Robin in the observatory. And you can actually see that here on the on the bottom here. We have the uh, sort of the concept art or the, the images of the gadget. And I don't really remember it being used in Batman Forever, but Batgirl very clearly uses it in Batman and Robin. So that's there too. Oh, right. And then Oliver Emeralds brings up every gadget that Batgirl uses was from Batman Forever. Her first grapple is the Vault Grapple from Forever. Uh, her laser is the Batman Forever unused gas gun. It's on the Vault. Uh, this is the laser that Robin and uh, Batgirl used to unfreeze equipment. 
So uh, I've got that screen capture right. along with the concept art for that gas gun that Batman was going to use in the Enigma Tech party, but didn't end up using. And then uh, her Batarang grapple is the Batarang design from the movie. So uh, that's pretty cool. Good observations, both Logan and Oliver on that one. And along the same lines, we also have As Fox uh, bringing up that uh, Batman's bolas or bolos uh, are were shown in our concept art episode, and he uses those at the beginning of the movie when he fights Two Faces goons. That's correct. So All right. awesome. Thanks, everyone. Uh, moving further, this is not necessarily concept art, but we thought we would throw this in. So in the movie, Batman has like a gadget where he shows footage of Poison Ivy confessing of trying to kill Nora Freeze. But if you look on the right. In the comic book adaptation, the screen pops out of Batman's lower stomach. <laughs> and Mr. Freeze watches it from Batman's lower stomach. <laughs> um, so this is a com- it's a comic a comic take. It's, it's a comic. comic. Yeah, it's the comic adaptation of the movie. And I'm like, is, was that something that they decided on in the comic or is that something that they originally were trying to do for the movie? But either way, Dan included this, and I thought it was hilarious on that, especially when he's just like, <laughs> it just pops out of his torso right there. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, moving further, we have some images as well from Starlog magazine that Dan put together from us. Uh, this is Mr. Freeze's lair, and it actually looks pretty fucking cool. Look at all those like ice stalactites and stalagmites on this. Yeah, that's uh, cool. So that's pretty cool. Mr. Freeze is in his lab over here. Uh, he's in the suit. He's not in the uh, the robe with the polar bear slippers in this, oh, this concept man. art. So it's like, it's like a ahead. fully frozen lab with some gold, golden elements. I guess golden machinery or something, but it's like yeah. an interesting mix of white, blue, mm-hmm. and gold, which is uh, – that is kind of cool. That's, that's, that's a look. That's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. The caption here by Barbara Ling says, I knew going in that the major element throughout this movie – was going to be ice. So, <laughs> well, very true. Yeah. As Arnold always reminded us throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, another shot of <laughs> He the never Bat let cave. us forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another shot of the Batcave here. Uh, on it, looks like some concept design here where it's a lot more brightly lit uh, over here. So that's interesting. It says it looks the Riddler. like sci-fi book art, too. Definitely. It's very yeah. kind of out there. Yeah. So thanks to the Riddler's destructive spree in Batman Forever, the Batcave needed a total revamp for Batman and Robin. That is true. You could argue that Riddler blowing up the Batcave and the Batmobile in Batman Forever is the in-universe explanation for why the Batcave and the Batmobile look so different in this movie. Mm-hmm. Moving further, we've got the Observatory. Uh, a caption talking about how Barbara Ling was thrilled to have the opportunity to take another crack at visualizing the Dark Knight's world. I can imagine. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, more stuff on the Batmobile with its uh, red thrusters in the back. Look at that mm. shit. Uh, very, again, continuing the over-design type stuff that we've been sort of railing this movie on right now. Uh, yeah. More art here. We've got uh, we've got the ice mobiles as well as some concept art of Arkham Asylum, where the cell basically where Mr. Freeze is being kept, where he's only confined to the area where it's refrigerated, but he can't go beyond that, or else he'll be in trouble. Uh, and the caption says, In the world of Batman, rooms do not have that Martha Stewart touch. Is this, like, this is the caption in a in the book? What is this again? This is from the Starlog magazine, I believe. Starlog magazine. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. This is very 90s humor <laughs> of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
more stuff of the uh, the vehicles and the uh, and the guns. <laughs> this is an interesting caption here on the freeze gun. So these are this is a less stylized version of the freeze gun over here. It says, "Wouldn't Auto Premager have killed for one of these back in the '60s? Maybe." <laughs> Auto Premager being the second Mister uh, Mister Freeze actor from the 1960s series. Um, funny enough, he was the only one who was actually German. So the history is that. Um, Mr. Freeze is introduced into the comics in the 1950s as Mr. Zero, as in Sub-Zero. Uh, and then the 66 show says, well, let's change his name to something cooler sounding. Let's call him Mr. Freeze. And so they did Mr. Freeze, and George Sanders was the first Mr. Freeze. And George Sanders decided to play him with a German accent. <laughs> and then Mr. Freeze was played by a different actor each time he showed up. So the next time was Otto Preminger, and he naturally had that accent. And then by the time I got to Eli Wallach, he just decided to follow suit from everyone else. So um, uh, I think I haven't seen I haven't seen his episodes yet. I've seen the ones with uh, Sanders and um, Preminger. So I might be wrong about Eli Wallach, but uh, I'll have to check that out. Anyway, on BTAS, he just has a, a American accent, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just that cold, very yeah. robotic type of voice. Yes. Well, a warm hand waits for mine. mine. Yes. <laughs> Emmy award-winning episode, right? Indeed. Uh, Batmob the Batmobile, as we see here, with the giant-ass fin. Look at that. It's about to stab somebody. Oh, man. Have I, t have I, have I turned you into a fin hater? Um, I'm not necessarily a fin hater so much as the size <laughs> of the fin. Uh, that's, like, what, that's what I'm saying, a big like, fin yeah. hater. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it looks like the classic 1940s one, I'm fine with it. You know, like yeah. it's just where it's like basically half the size. But yeah, for this one, it's not that I hate it. It's just it's 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 not my preferred look. Oh, it just looks so heavy. I can't yeah. stand it. it. Drives me nuts. So more batterings and devices and ice skates over here. Uh, different gadgets. We got the bat cuffs again on it, uh, which I believe he uses mm -hmm. to to arrest Mister Freeze uh, in the movie. We got these wrist grappling uh, guns that shoot out from the wrists as well. Mm -hmm. So those are all pretty cool. Uh, a sculpt of the Batmobile. Only one fin so far on it <laughs> in this current version. Uh, oh, these are man. the miniatures of Gotham City. You that can is see cool. the people there. You can see the guy right here. Just oh, to give yeah. you perspective of that. So that's pretty fucking cool. The um, miniatures of the building, again, for aural people. Yeah, uh, yeah the miniatures of the Gotham buildings. We say miniature, but it's miniature for a building. But these are like, what, 20 feet tall? Like if this guy is like Probably, six yeah. feet tall yeah. like he's still walking it's still like they're still kind of big but they're small for buildings yeah uh yeah. It's so pretty cool. yeah i'd love to walk through that yeah that yeah. That, that would be cool that would be cool i, I agree with that it, it won't be as cool as walking through the actual anton first set you know in 89 if we we're to go back yeah. in time and be able to do that but this is you know it's a close second to being able to step onto a gotham city set warner so. brothers is they need to have more in their batman tour dude like they need to have stuff like that like, on the way to the gift shop, you walk through this. <laughs> you walk through the miniatures, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, again, more stuff here. Again, you can see you can see people down here on air. So that's pretty fucking cool. You know, the stylized version. I think we had a fan comment on our Instagram that Schumacher's Gotham is their favorite Gotham on that. And I think that's it's, it's definitely an underrated one. I don't know if it's my favorite. I think 89 is still going to take the top no matter what. But... Yeah, uh, there is an aspect to Schumacher's Gotham that I think gets uh, unfairly maligned just because of the fact that it's 
associated with the Schumacher films. But if you if you take a look at it, I'm just like you still got the gargoyles. It still has a very very much has a feel to the city, the the otherworldly feel to it that I feel like is kind of necessary for that. And it's it's an awesome Gotham. Maybe not my favorite, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. No complaints from me really about that. Yeah. This is another miniature <laughs> of the Arkham Asylum. We talked oh, about the man, one from look at that. last time. This is the one from Batman and Robin. So that's pretty cool. Still have those long-ass uh, gargoyle-type things that we suspected might have been what Batman and Robin are standing on in the cut finale of Batman Forever, the Schumacher cut. You guys can check out that episode. From it's got to be. Yeah. Uh, more stuff of Gotham. Again, just it's a really cool, it's an underrated Gotham. Uh, yeah. Now we're going to get into some storyboard stuff. So this is Mr. Freeze's Escape from Arkham. Notice how Poison Ivy and Bane look a lot more comic book traditional here. Mm-hmm. So Ivy looks very traditional. Bane looks very traditional. Look at that. He's not like very, it's very simple. They're just like, fuck this over-designed shit that we're doing. <laughs> it's a storyboard. <laughs> we don't need to do that much. I'm so. a storyboard artist. I don't, I don't over-design shit. <laughs> <laughs> Does it look like a character? Yes. Job's done. So could yeah, have been before, the, the, you know, true. could have been before they designed it. It's all happening at the same time, and the departments aren't yeah. necessarily yeah. talking to one another. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, it's cool to see. In general, I always kind of like seeing. I'm a sucker for images of uh, comic book versions of the characters doing movie stuff. So, like, it, there's some I art see. of like the Batman poster, but it's like done in the style of Betas. I love that. This is the stuff of the Batman poster in the style of, like, uh, other artists or just, like, a general comic book style. Also just love that, you know? That's also why I became a fan yeah. of Dustin, of Dustin Lee Massey, because of the fact that he kind of did the reverse of putting, like, movie characters in comic book art and stuff. Just, yeah, that I is cool, that too, passion. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so a lot of these storyboards are actually on trading cards and stuff. So uh, <laughs> As they always are. Yes. So thanks to the trading cards, we have more material for our uh, for our episodes. And notice as well, we we've pointed this out in the previous Batman Forever concept art stuff. But notice the director approved stamp on this. Has yeah, a, yeah. You know, the words director approved are within a bat for the RO listeners who aren't able to see this. <laughs> so yes, that's pretty cool. Uh, so moving further, we got the museum fight. Uh, that's stays pretty close. We've got the hockey the hockey team from hell. Henchmen yeah. uh, over here with their hockey masks and stuff. Basically coming around to fight Batman and Robin. They use these uh, these poles against them, sort of pole vault over them. Uh, the ice mobile, freezes ice mobile type of thing comes in. Batman and, and Robin again over here. That Robin's mask is huge on this. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is a little again, off. This is a little storyboard. <laughs> again, it's only storyboards. They don't have to stay yeah, that's true. true to what it's going to look like. Uh, Batman... Battle on the ice. Batman skating and beating up different people on here. Uh, and uh, slipping and falling happens to us all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they slide and uh, head towards the thugs here. Uh, we've got another. This is another image from later on in the movie of Mr. Freeze's escape where Bane reaches through and grabs the guard from within. Uh, okay. Looks way scarier in the storyboard <laughs> than it does in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a close-up image now of Bane beating up those people on his way to helping to free Mr. Freeze in a very traditional comic book, traditional look at Bane. Uh, Poison Ivy releasing Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze getting his ice suit back while shirtless. Would have showed off Arnold's muscles at that point. 
That's right. Uh, Mr. Freeze getting his uh, Freeze suit back here and stepping out of the force field. Uh, notice he's got the goggles and stuff from the uh, traditional look uh, from the Batman the Animated Series that carried over into the into the comics. Uh, and then shirtless Freeze again. He is ripped for a guy who's a scientist. It is Arnold, though, but yeah. It is, yeah, exactly. Uh, him trying to beat up other Arkham guards. You ever uh, seen Commando? I've seen parts of it. There's one, I think it's Commando, where he's like, it's like peak Arnold, where it's like, it's like, like 87, 86 or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like just rowing a fucking boat. And it's, it's just to show off how fucking ridiculously (laughs) jacked he is. Like, it serves no purpose, really. I mean, he's rowing a boat to go shoot somebody, but, but still, it's just like, you know, know, they know what they're doing, (laughs) you know? I mean, these days you see, you know, that Chris Hemsworth is almost contractually obligated to have a shirtless scene whenever he's Thor and stuff, which they obviously took to comedic effect when it was Endgame, you know? That shit was great. Uh, yeah. I was, that was one of the best parts of the movie. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, among everything else. But uh, I mean, also, uh, what was it, in Civil War maybe with uh, Chris Evans fucking showing off the biceps? When, he, fucking... when he's grabbing the helicopter, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and <laughs> with the the building, or he's like he's between he's in he's between the building and the helicopter. Together. He's trying yeah, to stop yeah, yeah, the helicopter yeah. from going. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, this looks like an interesting scene of Freeze trying to freeze a guard uh, in Arkham, and I remember him trying to escape from the force field uh, in there, but I don't remember him freezing a guard like this. So this could be something that's uh, that was deleted or cut. Him trying to escape right here. Uh, and yeah, again, finding that he can't last outside of the force field uh, yeah. and collapsing to the ground. More illustrations here of uh, Batman fighting Mr. Freeze's goons. Same type of stuff that we've seen before. The very predator-looking goons as well. Uh, on the, it's almost like a predator face on the on the. Uh, it, right yeah, hand. it does look like that. Yeah. Uh, more images: Batman and uh, Robin and Batgirl over here. On the right, you see Batgirl's got the cowl on during the observatory scene. So that's different from what we got in the movie. Mm. Um, Some more concept art designs of just general Gotham or Gotham frozen over. And uh, Ivy's poison purse uh, that says thorns around it, which makes more sense to me than her wearing thorns on her outfit. Right. Because she could attack with the purse. Exactly. Right. Uh, Yeah. Gotham rapid print. This is just random shit. Uh, snowy, snowy cones ice cream for Mr. Freeze's hideout and shit. And uh, here are some designs that ended up being eventually for the posters and stuff. This is sort of concept art for the marketing campaigns in terms of like, this is what you could do in terms of different shots for the posters because they did character posters for this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've got Mr. Freeze. Well, beforehand we had we had Robin. Had to have one that showed off the ass here on the You on got the right. to. Yeah. He's basically turning into Nightwing, so we have to have that. <laughs> Nothing signifies the evolution to Nightwing than an ass shot. <laughs> so uh, That's true. It's like Gordon slowly growing a stash in <laughs> Gotham. You know, it signifies yeah. a character arc. Of course, yes. Uh, Mr. Freeze, <laughs> Mr. Freeze again. Um, more poster art here. Uh, kind of trying to do a comic book panel thing of Batman's face, Batgirl's face, Robin's face. On you know, overlaid on top of other images of Batman and uh, the Bat family. 
then images of the villains. This must have been for the villains posters on that. Like, this is pretty fucking good. This is really good. This looks like Struzan or something. Drew Struzan. Yeah, this might be John Alvin. Alvin did the uh, posters for the previous movies, too. So that could be the case here. Uh, I'll have to check in with Dan on that one. But, yeah, more stuff here. Kind of the comic book panel type thing, too, with the villains on the right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Batgirl. No, she's still got the cowl in this one. Yep. That's cool. Looks good. Yeah. And so, and then Poison Ivy. Also kind of a different look on Poison Ivy than what we got in the movie. Uh, kind of also a very suggestive shot on the right. Also has a shot the <laughs> Equal opportunity yeah. ass shots in this. This is a what was that one that we had we almost we, we thought we might be, not be able to show on uh, YouTube? It was a B-Taz one, Paul Dini's <laughs> art or something. <laughs> it was Bruce Timm's art, I think, for Poison Ivy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. I was like, can we show this? <laughs> <laughs> we so haven't far, gotten we docked okay. yet. Yeah, yeah. I've seen Tim. Bruce Timm is weird uh, on, on certain <laughs> things because of the fact that he's such a big proponent of the Batman-Batgirl romance, which I'm always just like, no. Sorry, Tim, no. Uh, and um, he's also had, like, other art that we would not be able to show that I've seen. on. Oh, on yeah. It's uh, either, <laughs> I think it's by – I'm pretty sure it's by him. It could just be somebody who does in his style but does, like, very, you know, sexual It's probably him. It. But it's probably him. I'm just like, all right, well, clearly he needed to get something off his chest. <laughs> he needs to get something out in order to, to do those. Yeah. But, I mean, that's uh, got to be common with a lot of comic book artists, bro. Yeah, you know, there's the private is. collection. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so. some, some, some collection. Yeah, we saw some of it. Some of it makes it yeah. to the internet, which <clears throat> maybe, I don't know. Anyway, it's a whole other topic. Yeah, yeah. But it's more, I, I'm, I'm more fine and weird because of the Batman Batgirl romance, not because of his, his images of, uh, yeah, or his yeah, private yeah, yeah. collection. But, you know, yeah. Bitez is what it is, not just because of him, but because of Paul Dini and Alan Burnett and so many of the other people. And you know, some of Tim Bruce Tim's ideas, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> so, it's the combination uh, of guys. If, yeah, yeah. Dini probably shot down those uh, those ideas. It's it's like Nolan with Goyer. I'm just like, without Goyer, would we really have gotten to begins the way it was if he was just like, does he need a utility belt? <laughs> yes. Yeah, does, does he... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's the worst one. The second worst one is: Does Scarecrow need a mask? <laughs> Go- Goyer had to convince him. <laughs> Goyer had to convince him to put on to, to have a mask. Yeah, to have for Scarecrow to have a mask. Mm. So uh, yeah, I mean, Goyer was just like, I didn't have to convince him. I just had to tell him it was a gas mask. I'm just like, still, the fact you had to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't want to have the mask at first at all, right? It didn't seem like it, yeah. yeah. No, he, everything had to have a reason as opposed to just like, well, why is he called Scarecrow if he doesn't have at least some burlap thing covering his head? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't yeah, get a... straw, we didn't get a hat, we didn't get a st- Scarecrow costume. It was literally just, that, that mask was the closest we ever got in terms of that interpretation. Right. Thank God Not for the my diagnosis. Yeah. It gave him kind of a... That... Much cooler scarecrow. That's true, yeah. They could... Yeah. Dude. They could they could definitely make a better scarecrow. I mean, Killian Murphy was... Or Cillian, Killian, however you say his name. I think uh, he, was, he was pretty good, right? Like, overall, like, it was, it was, was cool. Good. I mean, it's, it's for, fucking yeah. Nolan Batman. It was good overall, yeah. of course. It was good. Um, I'm sure that... I don't know if we'll get Scarecrow in this upcoming... Uh, you know, in the Reeves sequels or the Reeves verse. We likely will if it's like Arkham, but I don't know if he's going to be like a main villain. Um... But yeah, maybe in the, the Arkham, Arkham show. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool in the Arkham show. Yeah, that, they, uh, they kind of have to, really, if they're going like that horror route. 
Yeah. He's probably, he's got to be like first episode, honestly. Like they got to really open with that. That's true. They should. You know. Uh, more shots. This one, one on the left, of course, showing off Poison Ivy's legs. Uh, kind of an ass shot on the right. Not as impressive. Not as impressive as Dick's ass. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> To get a much firmer ass. Than <laughs> you could, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, his is molded in rubber and hers are natural in this one. So that's true. Slack. <laughs> you booty shaming po- poison back. ivy, bro. <laughs> 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 fake, fake poison ivy. Yes. Not Uma uh, Thurman. Batman over here. More images. We got the Dark Knight Returns pose on the left of him jumping down, and then we got uh, the Neil Adams pose of Batman on the right. Would have been really cool if they had uh, Clooney replicate that. I know it's the Clooney Batman doing that, so fans probably wouldn't have found it as enthusiastic as if compared to, like, Keaton or Bale or Affleck or Pattinson, but still. It's cool. It's like his, it's like a stalking your prey kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the walking one. These. Yeah, I'd love to see these uh, brought to... Like, the one on the left where Bat- Dark Knight Returns, that could have been a great Batfleck poster because you've already got the dark knight returns connection to his Batman. oh right that's and then true this neil adams one would be great for like the batman too for pattinson this is storyboard art right yeah i believe dan said that this is, this was for uh the posters so i think this is like oh concept so yeah, posters, art for yeah. the character posters and stuff because each character had his and her own posters and stuff so these are uh, these are cool this, this art cool. this artist is cool i like i like yeah. it yeah and then the last one is robin here uh, Robin head mm-hmm. and Robin straight on action over here. Different chest symbol too uh, on this. I think oh, they, right. just, they just didn't really want to bother with it. He's also kind of got, you can definitely see the Nightwing type uh, arm uh, bracelet type things that he's got. Right, 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 right. So That's pretty cool. That's cool. Alright, and uh, yeah, you predicted it. This is going to be one of our shorter episodes because that <laughs> is superhero stuff you should know. Uh, all right. Here we go. <clears throat> Big thanks to our research assistant, Dan, for putting together pretty much all the visuals uh, on this one. This was basically your episode, Dan, <laughs> in terms of all those ones, because I did not, <laughs> I wasn't super familiar with a lot of the concept art in this one in comparison to the others. Uh, we have a few other things, though, to add, so I wanted to ah. include some things. Good. <clears throat> Sorry, I dropped some shit. Keep going. Uh, yeah, we wanted to con- include some things from the previous movies that we didn't get to cover. So uh, this is a this is a uh, basically a collage from on Deviant Art. The artist's name is Freak Terrorizes, but this is a comparison of concept art with comic book art. So on the right are concept art from Batman '89, which we did cover, uh, but on the left are kind of the images that probably inspired it. On the left. On the top left is from Neil Adams, and then on the bottom left is probably is that looks very much like Jorge Luis Garcia Lopez on that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool uh, on that. And then this other one shows yet again that they were modeling their stuff off of Neil Adams with this Batman cup, but it's redone with the Batman '89 suit, as you can tell from the utility belt as well as the uh, sort of the gauntlet, the forearm gauntlet there. That logo too, and the, the black logo and too, gold, of course, of course. Yeah. the most obvious, yeah. So, yeah. uh, pretty cool stuff from there. Moving on to Batman Returns. This is an image that uh, may haunt your nightmares. <laughs> Here we go. Baby Penguin. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I think I've seen this before, look actually. At this. It looks like there was yeah. actually a baby penguin on the set. Uh, an actor or... I think it was an actor with uh, the 
the makeup on or something. Or it was a dummy that they just did a pose with. Who knows? What the hell no, I think this was an actor. I've seen a bigger <coughs> shot of this. This mm. this really is horrific. I mean, this was with the person has prosthetics, right? Yeah. We can assume. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it was horrific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, something that we can't unsee on there. But that's interesting. I do wonder if we were supposed to get a clearer shot because why else would you have prosthetics and we'd never end up getting to see what was there? Oh, definitely. So, yeah, they just yeah. cut at the last second. Yeah. Uh, so we have some other scenes that we did not cover in the Schumacher cut because I forgot about them. So this is one of Two-Face <laughs> dancing. <laughs> um, this is included in the Virtual Work Print edition. It would have just made things campier in terms of Tommy Lee Jones' performance. Let's be real here. When does Two-Face right. dance in the comics to, to um, right, right, like right. this in this type of way? I'm sure there are, right. somebody's going to comment with some comic on it. But for the most part. Actually, he danced and he does. Yes, issue one sixty four. Yeah, this is an image of Two Face holding a gun to Riddler, and this seems like this is likely before. Oh, I forgot the other image. There's another image of Riddler reading a newspaper that's been going around. I did not pull that up. I fucked up on this one. But this is another one. Oh man! How dare you? So there was a. In the final shot, in the final film, right? It just cuts to the newspaper saying that Batman survived, and then Two Face moans, and the Riddler brings up like, "Oh, I taught my dog a new trick," and shows that like Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's all we see of the of the scene. But in the original script, Riddler was reading the paper about Batman's survival when Two Face shows up with a gun and decides that he wants to kill the Riddler because he figures that Batman's dead and he doesn't need the Riddler anymore, and he's just gonna take okay. over the whole operation. So this looks like it's Two-Face confronting Riddler. Again, it seems like a darker take on it, but we don't know how it would have been played out. And, uh, you know, we've, we've heard, basically, that a lot of some of these scenes, especially with the villains, are, you know, kind of a lot more comedic than you would think in terms of how they were played. Mm -hmm. It makes sense given how they were portrayed in the final movie. So I wouldn't expect this to be uh, that dark of a scene, but who knows? I'd love to see it. Someday. Yeah, Schumacher and, obviously had a direction he wanted to go in, which wasn't super, yeah. super dark. So, Yeah, and you'll notice, take a look at Two-Face's watch. That's a yin-yang, the red and black. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just in that concept art for the flashlight. It wasn't just on the parachute when he took off. So this Two-Face has just a lot to do with the black and red yin-yang, I guess. Who knew? <laughs> uh, moving further... Uh, and this is a story borrowed from uh, Batman Forever of what looks like the sonar suit, I think, uh, from a little later. Again, from the uh, definitive history of the Dark Knight book from um, Farago and McIntyre. So check that out at the store. Uh, let's go into the fan comments. So uh, this may be from the same person, uh, but uh, on Twitter, L.A. Dore Massis, Massis? says, uh, watched your Schumacher cut deep dive, wanted to add something extra, was watching some B-roll on YouTube, and noticed this shot of what appears to be a work print, bottom left. This scene happens around the one hour, 50 minutes, 51 mark in the finished cut. Uh, the screen cap refers to the image of Batman throwing the Batarang at uh, the giant box thing above Riddler's head in the final, in the final film. Uh, Kato Bruce Lee 08, who I suspect is the same person, uh, says <laughs> in the YouTube comment, original comment got deleted probably because I linked a photo. On the DVD extras, there is a shot that includes a clip from the work print. It's Batman throwing that Batarang into the Nigma box. Timestamp at roughly the two hour, 52 minute mark. In the final cut, this happens at the one hour, 51 minute mark. The deleted scenes available are only 
roughly 12 minutes of that, so there is roughly 45-ish minutes of unseen deleted extended or alternate takes. The image on the last page of the Batman Virtual Work print thread on uh, the Batman Online. Oh, the image is on the last page of the Batman Forever Virtual Work print thread on the Batman Online forum. Um, so this two hours and 52 minutes, this virtual work print, this is like a rough cut of the film. Yeah, so basically the what we've heard is that if there's a Schumacher cut, it's the quote-unquote the work print cut, which is the one that was before the final cut of the film and probably has a lot of these deleted scenes that we talked about in the last episode. Um, okay. So, But we also don't know how much of that are alternate takes or longer takes or duplicate takes or, or just like random b-roll that was put in like yes there are 40 it says you know roughly 45 ish minutes of unseen deleted extended or alternate takes but i'm just like eh. how much though like if it is like an extra 30 seconds per scene that's going to add up over time like if you if, if we're taking a look at just the overall movie making process the, the first assembly that you put of a movie is going to be way longer than uh, what it's, you got it's usually film. way longer it's usually yeah. much much longer they, they work absolute fucking magic in the editing room man yeah uh so also, yeah, I don't know how this editor worked or whatever, but it could have been, like you said, they could have had, like, take one, two, and three just kind of back-to-back in the cut and mm-hmm. then kind of choose which one they wanted later, and that can just drive up your um, run time. So this, I don't know, man. I would take this really with a grain of salt here, yeah. this uh, two hours and 50, you know, minute thing. I mean, maybe yeah. there's 45 minutes of just pure gold footage, but I really, I really don't think so. I think uh, I, I would not be surprised if at least 30 minutes of that are alternate takes of Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's just him yeah. just riffing off of them. Like there's just some comedic gold there, but they ultimately had to go with whatever fit the movie the best in that. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I'm sure there was a shit ton of improv that he did on the set that. Um, they're just like, we could use any one of these. Let's take a look and see what plays best. That's that's yeah. true. Jim Carrey's improv yeah. also. That, so they have a lot of footage to go through to find the right one that works with the story and everything, too. So, yeah, that's definitely a factor for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the first cut, the first few cuts, generally it'll go from super long to short and not it doesn't ever go from short to long, hard, yeah. hardly ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just how 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 it works, generally speaking. Um, also, at this time, I wonder like were they were they editing were they were they editing what's known as a Steenbeck, which is like uh, they're really editing film because it being ninety seven, like I don't know if they had really transferred over into editing digitally, like using an Avid machine uh, and. It was even earlier. It's ninety five, uh, actually. Now that I think about it, so. ninety five, right? It's so likely, it probably was like, yeah, might have been on a Steenbeck. I mean, Kevin I Smith talks about editing Clerks yeah. on one of those machines, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, I don't know. I can just kind of see them kind of putting a bunch of takes in a row if they if I have to edit that way. Yeah. Then again, I could be wrong about fucking all of this. I'm just, but I think the general idea I'm trying to say is like. I, there's just probably probably not forty five minutes. Like, just don't go on these numbers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I would say probably the reason why it's that long is because of what we just talked about. And most likely, yeah. if it's just, if they were to do a finished cut that included 
all the deleted scenes probably be something closer to like two hours and 20 minutes two hours and 30 minutes maybe um, yeah or so if the, at the longest on the, I really don't think it, it was meant to be three hours the script itself wasn't even that long you know the script itself wasn't no, like it's... 200 pages and stuff we took a look at it we took yeah. a look at three different versions of it and none of them were that long so it's, it's yeah. most likely due to all that but still fun to think about it's fun to uh, think about, yeah. Just the, those numbers are not gospel. That's just yeah, that's the bottom yeah. line, really. Uh, we got yeah. multiple. We had multiple comments actually, just from today, on uh, where this image comes from because we were just like, this looks kind of photoshopped. Turns out, it is, but not the way that you think. So, okay. Uh, basically, Texas film critic Matt B uh, and Mind Kidzag, whose uh, Twitter account I got this image from, have all chimed in on this. This is from the bonus features. From Batman Forever. Uh, mine says, quote, I got this photo from the Batman Forever 2005 documentary. The documentary did a panning upshot of this photo, so I just photoshopped these two frames together. So it is photoshopped, but it's photoshopped of the actual photo that was shown in the documentary. So that's pretty okay. cool. And uh, Matt B. also verified this for us by sending us a video recorded uh, recorded for us so that we can see that. So that's pretty awesome. So thanks. Thanks everyone for uh, chiming in on that. So yeah, we can officially say this is this is this was something that was shot. This is an actual scene, not okay. just somebody trying to Photoshop Val Kilmer's head off of something in order to, to create something. So that's pretty right, cool. right, right. That is cool. Uh, lastly, Alex Lemons, the biggest Poison Ivy fan we know, because every single nice. comment that you make is about Poison Ivy. So says <laughs> that's something cool. regarding Forever I didn't notice until years later. Mary Grayson has eyepieces similar to Poison Ivy's in Batman and Robin. Also, she and Pam were both voiced by Diane Pershing in an animated series. That's right, Diane Pershing did the voice of Poison Ivy, and she also did other voices throughout the show, including Robin's mom in the animated series. Coincidences? Implicit Oedipus Complex? You decide. <laughs> and just to show this... Uh, yeah, you're right. The very similar eyepieces on Mary Grace in Batman Forever and in Batman and Robin. That's true. Similar color scheme, too. Really red and green. Yeah. yeah. Some yellows in her eyes. In, in you know. Uh, yeah, I, I think we can make this canon. Robin definitely has an Oedipus complex in the Schumacher <laughs> movies. <laughs> that may it be so. <laughs> canon, everybody. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. And I believe that's the last of the fan comments. New this April from HyperX. It's the HyperX Clutch Controller. Get better control of your mobile gaming with its comfortable grip, directional pad, analog sticks, and shoulder buttons. This versatile controller can fit a variety of phone widths and can also connect wirelessly for use on tablets and PCs. Learn more and pick one up online at HyperX and HP.com, Amazon, Micro Center, Target, Best Buy, and many other fine retailers. Woo! Over to you for the shout out. Oh, man, would you look at that? It's already time, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, we want to thank, uh, let's just, again, start with the newer people and, and just do the newer people. But, uh, yeah, our, our Patreon, our newer, our newest Patreon supporters who are Daniel V, Pete B, Halsey C, Maurice D, Jonathan, and Noel. Uh, and we have the rest of the list on the visual in the YouTube uh, version. So take a look at that. And uh, our, our other supporters are on there as well. 
And then uh, moving right along, zooming through. So we have Shasta Army. Uh, please check out patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. And that's uh, the, the $1 tier is, a shout, is where you can join the Shasta Army that gets you the shout out, be it visual or oral. And um, the $5 tier gets you a whole other show. This show you're watching right now or listening orally is um, fucking on uh, Mondays, every Monday for free. And then we have the $5 tier behind the paywall uh, on our Patreon. And that's every Friday. And then we have a $10 tier as well, which is a monthly meetup type of show where we chat with fans, with the listeners, but also have a topic at hand. A little bit of chatting, a little bit of topic. You know, it's pretty, um, it's kind of loose, but it's uh, we kind of um, talk directly with people there in a Zoom-like environment. So, yeah, that's uh, the $10 tier. And, of course, just like every other Patreon, uh, if you join the $10 tier, you get the uh, benefits below that as well. So you get the $5 and the $1 tier. If you get the $5 tier, you get the $1 tier benefits. So there you go. And uh, we have superheroes. We have the Superhouse Pod. Superhero Stuff Pod merch. I have it fucking written here, and I say it the wrong way every time. Superhero <laughs> Stuff Pod merch. Fucking... <laughs> And we're on Redbubble and Threadless at superhousepod.redbubble.com and superheroestuffpod.threadless.com. We got a Zacula, Ben Man, and Indeed Wizard, mug, shirt, shower curtains, etc., etc. There, uh, artwork by Stefan Santa Cruz, not Zach on those. Uh, but please send us some uh, audio to uh, superhousepodcast at gmail.com. We get, we've got a few, we get, we were getting kind of a lot in like January and February, I think, but mm-hmm. I guess people got busy or something, but yeah, please send us some more. That'd be great. Uh, we want to add some more of that. So you too can yep. be on the show. Uh, and then Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on YouTube is me. I talk about, uh, Japanese stuff, uh, language, gaming stuff, things like that on there. Uh, and uh, thunderwolfdrew.com has my whole portfolio except for amanorecon.com that's A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com basically R-rated Stranger Things meets R-rated Power Rangers you blend it all up you put some gray aliens in there and you're going to get this it's going to be on Indiegogo soon where I'm shooting pickup shots at the, uh, near the end of this month so things are still happening uh, so it's coming there is a cut already. We just got to kind of uh, flesh it out. So that's it. Ben? Shout out to Comic Capital on Instagram, as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. You can follow us on social media on Twitter at SuperHousePod, Instagram at SuperHeroStuffPod, TikTok, SuperHeroStuffPod, Vero, SuperHeroStuffPod. My website is BenWanWriter, where you can also, BenWanWriter.com where you can also read my scripts, my Gotham script, Gotham Vampire, where young Bruce faces off against the Mad Monk, as well as Elementary, The Death of Sherlock Holmes, a modern update on the classic story, The Adventure of the Dying Detective, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, Disneyland, where you do the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode they could never make, where Larry goes to Disneyland. My YouTube channel is in the description below, where you can check out Doctor Who, The Ronin of Time, an audio drama I write, narrate, and edit, in which the Eighth Doctor meets Miyamoto Musashi. My personal Instagram is BenWanWriter. My son's Instagram, my cat Alfie, is at Alfie Pennyworth Cat. And if you have an Alfie, or if you have a cat in general, like the podcast co-host here, then you can get the Whisker Fox, the only cat fox with a crazy cat lady and Judd. 
And if you don't have a cat, but you have a dog instead, that's okay. You can get the Bark Box, y'all. Yes, the Bark Box. <laughs> Give your dog exactly what they want with the Bark Box. You can use our promo link. Basically, get the first month off free, valued at $35. You can get that link over at SuperheroStuffPod.com slash shop, where you can also get all sorts of shit. You can also get the affiliate link to buy the Batman the Definitive History of the Dark Knight book by Andrew Farrago and Gina McIntyre that has a lot of the concept art that we've been including in this. Uh, and you can also get Manscaped as well if you go to Manscaped.com and use our promo code, as we talked about in the break, Johnson's Ballsack. Yes, that is back again. <laughs> Johnson's Ballsack is used please use that and stuff and uh shave your balls and get the bruce wayne lifestyle back over to andrew <laughs> yes manscaped.com when you check out use the choose the promo code johnson's ball sack just all the fucking letters no apostrophe uh no space so yes. that's the promo code and uh, that's kind of like a big one right now. So um, I mean, not to belittle the others, they're all fucking <laughs> wonderful. But Manscaped is kind of a newer one for us, so we want to kind of focus a lot on that. Um, mm -hmm. Also, what they're all HyperX shit. But anyway, yes. <laughs> thank you, HyperX, our podcast network. Thank you. But uh, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, we want you to do us a favor. We want you to tell all your friends. I fucking don't have a line from Batman and Robin. We're going to end Dude, it like this. Kill you, dick. Well, I already did that one, but all right. <laughs>